right, as we turn our attention to God's Word, uh, I want to share with you uh, what the next few Sundays are going to be looking like. Uh, next Sunday, November 14th, we're going to have one of our partners, uh, church planner John Lau from Indianapolis. Uh, he's with North uh, Circle Church there, and so he's going to be here speaking next Sunday. And then on November 21st, uh, we're going to be taking communion together and hearing some Thanksgiving uh, testimonies. And then on the 28th, it's already, oh, wow, we're coming to the end of the year. On the 28th, we're going to be kicking off our Advent Come on Christmas series. Uh, but today, we're wrapping up Kingdom Life, our study through the Sermon on the Mount that's found in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. So if you will go ahead and turn to chapter 7, and we're going to be beginning in verse 13 this morning. Disaster, death can strike one at any time without warning. Now, there are some things we read about and listen to on our uh, devices, uh, which in the grand scheme of things are inconsequential, trivial, of little importance. Uh, sports teams, recipes, uh, the sort. But that's not the case with the Word of God. And what Jesus addresses here in the passage we're going to be reading today is a matter of life and death. Uh, it's a very weighty subject, very serious, not to be taken lightly. So what's at stake here in what Jesus shares? Well, what's at stake is, in verse 13, we read hell or destruction. Uh, what's at stake? In verse 19, uh, we read about those who are thrown into the fire. And in verse 23, Jesus says the words, I never knew you, get away from me. In verse 27, we read about a collapse with a mighty crash. So, verse 13. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. So, Jesus is the narrow gate that leads to eternal life. And everything else is the wide gate, which leads to hell, which leads to destruction. In the time of the early church, shortly after the resurrection of Jesus, so we're talking 30s AD, Peter uh, was one of the original disciples, and he and some of the others were arrested by the religious leaders. And they were saying, you've got to quit preaching about Jesus. You've got to quit saying that he's risen from the dead. You've just got to stop it. And Peter says in Acts chapter 4, <laughs> he said, uh, there is salvation in no one else. No other name has been given under heaven by which men must be saved. He said, Jesus paid the price for our freedom. Jesus really did rise on the third day. And only by believing in and trusting him with our lives do we enter through the narrow gate to eternal life. But the problem is, for us today, is there's a whole lot of other options before us. 
Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. So some of these other options that are before us today in the world seem like good ideas, seem like they might make some sense. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it leads to death. Some of those, some of those options that we might be tempted to take. Living a good moral life, just being a good person overall. I'm, 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 I'm more good than I am bad. Uh, being really religious, whatever the, the faith belief system may be, just being really religious, being really devout and sincere in whatever it is. That's one of those options. Uh, just living for today and, and not really thinking about the spiritual stuff. I'm just, I'm just living for what's in front of me, not really worried about everything else. So on one hand, you've got every philosophy, every worldview, every religion, and they're all together, the wide gate leading to destruction. And then on the other hand, you've got Jesus. He alone, the way, the truth, the life, the narrow gate. So there's a gate to enter. Choose Jesus. Uh, students, uh, you may not be crazy about tests, but at least when I took them on a regular basis, if I was going to have a test, I wanted it to be multiple choice because, hey, it, at, least I got, at least I got a shot now. And so if this was uh, multiple choice and, and the question was, which is the way to eternal life? And, and, and you had one bubble and beside it, was written Jesus, and then you had another bubble, and it said, every other religion, fill in this bubble. Choose Jesus. Trust in him. Believe in him. Put your faith in him. He alone can forgive sins and lead us to eternal life. We continue in verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Here, Jesus is talking about people and the life they're living. And, and yes, we read the word fruit seven times, plus uh, grapes and figs are mentioned by name. Uh, verse 16, uh, the word of God says that, that 
tells us, explains to us that the fruit represents the way people act. It represents the things that we do. And, and then we check out verse 20, and it says you can identify people by their actions. So the first couple of verses we looked at, Jesus talks about two gates, the wide and the narrow. And now he talks about two types of fruit or two trees, a uh, good, good, good tree producing good fruit or a bad tree producing uh, bad fruit. So all of this talk of fruit is about how we live. It's about our attitude and our, our actions. In, in other words, what your life looks like, Jesus says, re reveals which gate you walked through. In the Sermon on the Mount, he's laid out what it looks like to follow him, to live the kingdom life. That's what he's been preaching about. That's what he's been describing Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are, are, the, are, are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, pray in secret. Don't do your good works uh, to, to just to be uh, seen by others. Make sure your treasures are in heaven and not here on the temporary. Jesus has been talking all about what it looks like to follow him. He said it's not about public perception. It's not about uh, pleasure or power. It's about a pure heart. He said it's not about religion. It's not about rituals and rules. It's about a relationship with him. Um, now, before we go on talking about uh, living this life for Jesus, just want to, to state that no matter what your life looks like today, uh, no matter uh, what your past looks like, Jesus is right there. That, that narrow gate is before you right now, and Jesus is, is inviting you, saying, hey, come enter through me. So we haven't gone in, in, to the point that we, we can't turn to Jesus. Wherever we're, at, when, wherever we're at in life, the narrow gate is there, and Jesus is saying, come, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If we have a relationship with Christ... If our heart is full of love for God, then our living will reflect that reality. And if we don't have a relationship with God, then our living will reflect that reality as well. There's going to be some very religious people who are devastated in the end because they never had a relationship. There's also going to be some very apathetic people who just never gave it much thought, uh, just lived for what was right in front of them. There's going to be some very apathetic people who are devastated in the end because they never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. We don't make the rules for life and death. We don't make the rules for heaven and hell. Jesus makes those rules. And according to him, only those who do the will of the Father will enter the kingdom of heaven. Verse 21, only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. What is the will of the Father? It's to love the Son. It's to love, to trust in the Son who came and in spite of our sin, demonstrated that love by his death on the cross. And demonstrated his power over sin and death by his resurrection from the grave. We are saved by grace alone through faith in Jesus. That is that we are saved just because of God's goodness. He freely gives us this gift of eternal life. We are saved by grace alone through faith. And that is just faith, just trusting in him and in his goodness 
and in what he has done for us. That's, that's faith, just trusting completely in him. We're saved by grace alone through faith in Jesus, not by our works, not by our good deeds. But that faith in Jesus isn't just an occasion. It's ongoing. In other words, uh, faith in Jesus isn't just something that once in the past I trusted Jesus. It's, it, it doesn't just end there. Faith in Jesus is I trusted in Jesus and I continue to trust in Jesus. It's ongoing faith. To genuinely receive God's grace is to also receive his call to grow as a disciple. He said, come follow me. Deny yourselves, take up your cross. So to, to, to receive his salvation is to receive that call to follow him and to journey with him and to grow as a disciple. If you've chosen Jesus, then your life should reflect that decision. Uh, this idea, I trusted in Jesus once upon a time, but it has not affected my life at all, uh, that's, that idea is a lie. Uh, do our actions matter? Does the fruit of our life matter? Absolutely it matters. It'd be wise for us to consider and to examine our lives. Check out 2 Corinthians chapter 13. The scripture will be on the screen. The missionary Paul, writing to the church in the city of Corinth, towards the end of his letter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, wrote, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Thinking about the words of Jesus, He's saying you don't want to be devastated in the end. You don't want to be caught by surprise and to hear Jesus say, depart from me, I never knew you. So he writes, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. If Jesus isn't among you, if you don't have a relationship with him, then the faith is not genuine. You didn't really enter the narrow gate. James chapter 2 says, Faith, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. You can say you believe all you want, but faith, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Jesus in the Gospel of John, chapter 14 says, whoever has my commands, so whoever, whoever knows my commands, whoever accepts my commands, whoever's listened to the, to the things that I've said about life, whoever has my commands, and then he continues, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. The one who has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who, love, who loves me. Faith that is accompanied by action, that is real living faith. That is genuine faith. So for us today, students that are here, I would encourage you to think about your actions. Are they reflecting Christ? Does the, the fruit, your, the actions of your life show that, yes, I'm, I'm following Jesus? Uh, women and men, I think it'd be wise for us to consider our habits, uh, to reflect on our hearts. 
and our attitudes. And when we do that, what can be really dangerous when we reflect on our lives and we're thinking about ourselves and we're thinking about our attitude and our actions, what can be really dangerous in those times is for us to measure ourselves against the culture that we're living in. That can be really dangerous because we can say, well, I, I act just like everyone else around here. I act like the rest of America. Uh, I have the same attitude as, as the rest of the, the, my, my, my uh, friend group. That can be really dangerous because we've got to give account of ourselves before God. We don't, we don't just have to say, well, I look like everyone else. And so instead of measuring ourselves against culture, we need to measure ourselves against the word of God. And we need to be real with ourselves. And we can look just in, in, in this short passage that we've been in for the last couple of months, in the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus delivered there. We can look just in what he said right there. And we can, can, can examine our life and say, okay, am I living the way that Jesus said to? Am I doing good to others? Do to others whatever you want them to do to you. Am I doing good to others? Am I hungering for righteousness? That is, do I really desire to know God and to live life his way? Am I a peacemaker? Am I living the kingdom life? Is there evidence of Christ? If someone was, was, was to, to look at my life, would they say, that person's following Jesus? If I'm to put my life against the word of God. Now, we're not perfect, and that's why we're so thankful for God's grace and mercy. If I was to put my life against the word of God, am I pursuing Christ? Am I walking this life with him? So there's a gate to enter. Choose Jesus, right? We're filling in that bubble. That's the correct answer. Ding, ding, ding. And then there's a life to be lived, Choose Jesus. Fill in that bubble too. That means, students, um, we're thinking about fruit. We're thinking about our, our actions. Uh, students, how you use technology. Well, choose Jesus in how you use technology. Am I interacting with the technology that's before me in a way that honors Christ? Am I chatting with others uh, on my devices in a way that honors Christ? Choose Jesus. Students, am I interacting with my family and treating my siblings in a way that honors Jesus? Choose Jesus. It's, 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 it's not complicated. It's, it's not beyond us. Us choosing Jesus and living for him in fruit, it's very obvious uh, in what we do and in, 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 in our attitudes. Uh, women and, and men are the decisions we're making about our lives are they honoring Christ? Are they matching up? Are, are we in agreement with the word of God in the decisions and in the values that we have? There's a life to be lived. We're on, we're on this path. We're on this journey. Choose Jesus every day. It's an ongoing faith. We continue in verse 24. So there's been two gates. There's been two trees, and now we read about two houses. Verse 24, 
Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So we've got two houses here, and in this story that Jesus shares, he says, one's just built on the sand. And what happens is the weather changes, the ground shifts, that house is unstable, and so when the storm comes, it's not able to stand up under that pressure, and it, and it collapses. The, this other builder dug down below the surface, went deeper till he got to bedrock and built the house on a solid foundation. And so the weather changed, the ground shifted, but because of the solid foundation, even when the storm came, the house was able to stand up under the pressure. Now our lives are like the houses here. And if we don't have roots down in God, if our hopes, if our priorities are not built on Jesus, when life hits, and life is going to hit, storms are going to come, illness, disaster, death, unpredictable but inevitable. So when life hits, if our foundation is not solid, it's going to knock us down. We're not going to be able to stand up under that pressure that comes. But if we've dug down and our foundation, our roots are in Christ, our values, our life is built on Him and on His Word, well, when life hits and it's going to hit, when the storms come and they're going to come, when death comes, and it will, we will stand because we're in Jesus. So there's a gate to enter. We're filling in that bubble for Jesus. There's a life to be lived. We're choosing Jesus. And this life is fragile. So choose Jesus. Remember what's at stake. What he's talking about here aren't just suggestions, aren't just ideas for us to consider. What he's talking about here has eternal significance. We're talking about life and death, heaven and hell. Jesus spoke these words in his invitation when he spoke on the mountain there. And he said, you're, you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world. When he said, when you pray, when you fast, do it in secret and your Father in heaven sees you. When Jesus said those things. When he talked about, don't store up treasures on earth which can, can disappear and vanish like that. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And he said, don't worry about the everyday life. Uh, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. God takes care of the, the birds and the flowers. He'll take care of you. When Jesus said all of that on the mountain, 
And the folks were sitting there and, and they were listening to him. They had an invitation to respond then where they could say, yes, he's speaking words of life. He's speaking words of life and we're going to follow him. And in fact, as we read out the conclusion of chapter 7, it says the folks were amazed at his teaching because he spoke with authority. They had an invitation to say, we're going to follow this man. And as we read the words of Christ today, the invitation is there for us as well. And we can consider what he said, and we can choose Jesus today. We can choose to respond to his words. We can choose to build our life on him to have our hopes and our values and our priorities all rooted in Christ. So, when you consider heaven and hell, I'm just going to ask, have you chosen Jesus or are you counting on something else? And when you examine your life, I'm just going to ask, when you examine your life, your actions, the, the fruit of your life, how you're living today. Is there evidence that you've chosen Jesus? Well, you can choose Jesus today and for the first time or maybe to get back on track. And so in just a moment, there's going to be prayer on the screen in a moment. And there's not magic words, but if you're like, yes, I want to enter the narrow gate. Well, right now, we're today, we're able to talk to one another. And and today, also, we're able to talk to God, and we call that prayer. And so what's going to be on the screen in, in a moment is just a prayer that we can pray talking to God. And if you, sincerely in your heart, are saying, yes, I believe this, yes, I want to choose Jesus, then I'm going to invite you as I pray it aloud for you just to, 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 to pray that to God and speak that to God as well, just saying you choose Jesus. So maybe for the first time, you're saying, I want to enter the narrow gate I want to choose Jesus when I consider life and death, heaven and hell. Then I'm going to invite you to pray that with me. But also, maybe you have entered the narrow gate. Maybe you have chosen Jesus. But you're thinking about your life and how you're living and the fruit of your life. You're thinking about the words that we've read from Jesus over the last few weeks. And you're thinking, you know what? I need to choose Jesus today. Because we need to choose him every day. It's not an, a faith that's just an occasion. It's an ongoing faith. And so you may say, I want to choose Jesus today. I'm going to choose to obey him today. And you may be thinking something specific in your life, how you need to obey him, a, a, a change that you need to make in your life and living for him today. Then I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer as well. Choosing Jesus today with an ongoing faith. And so if you can put it on the screen And if that's a decision you're wanting to make today, then just follow along with me in your heart to God. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I turn away from every other worldview. I turn away from my own sin. And I choose you. Because you have loved me. Help me to live life your way and thank you for the promise of heaven amen 
if that's how you were responding to Jesus today, then I'm going to encourage you to share that with us. And so on those connect cards that were spoken about earlier, uh, just write real big, write, I choose Jesus. And, and drop it in the box on your way out. Or stop by on your way out by the connect corner where our friends are uh, waiting to, to visit with you and just say, hey, today I choose Jesus. I've, I've got an ongoing faith. Today I choose Jesus. And they're going to smile at you and they're going to say, I'm choosing Jesus too. Share with us that you are choosing Jesus. And with that in mind, if you will all now bow with me and let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word which we believe is living and active and is applicable for life today. As we consider heaven and hell, we thank you for Jesus. As we consider living lives today in this hard world, thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for Jesus. As we think about what our life is built upon and when it gets shaken by, by illness and, and disaster, when we think about the storms that are coming our way and how we're getting hit, we thank you for Jesus in whom we can have hope, in whom we can build our life upon. And, and then when the storms come, we can still say, even though it hurts, that it is well. And we can continue to stand with you. Thank you. Help us to choose your son every day and to glorify you. Amen.